Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. To set the direction for our show today, we're asking the question, stressed? How much of it is psychic stress? There's no doubt that there's a whole lot more things that you could be stressed about. And by in the world these days, that weren't present even a couple of decades ago. And they don't seem to be going away anytime soon. Besides just the stress factors that pop up in our normal day-to-day living that we experience, it seems that every day there are new things added to our lives that we have to take care of in the course of the day. Boy, no kidding. For example, the advances in technology that are newly instituted daily on a mass scale affecting a variety of aspects of our lives requires us to constantly update not only our many devices, but also the way we learn, work, play, relate, and take care of our health. Health, as they say, is the new wealth. And that doesn't even include updating all of your passwords. Granted, much of that make our lives so much easier and more productive than ever before, but there's always a downside that makes daily living that much more stressful in different ways. Today, more people are changing not only their jobs, but also the type of work they do more frequently than ever before. That alone could come with a lot of added stress factors on physical and psychological levels. The the proliferation and now ubiquitous nature of social media can add all sorts of stress for people in all walks of life. It's one thing for every person to necessarily experience birth, illness, loss, and death in some way during their lifetime. It's an entirely new thing that We're notified about everyone else's births, health conditions, devastating losses and deaths, not just on the nightly news, but all throughout the days through various news and social media feeds. The massive levels of information, noise, toxins, and radiation we're daily exposed to, whether we like it or not, undoubtedly pile stress factors on our physical and psychological selves. Phew, now I need a mental health day and maybe a health week. (laughs) Wait a minute, why would I need a mental health break when I haven't done anything but to mention a few things that most of us know contribute to our stress? Ah, yes, but what happens when you even think about something stressful? In fact, that's part of the work that many people are currently involved in to bring more awareness about the various challenges that people are going through on mental and psychological levels 
that definitely affect other aspects of their lives. For instance, more and more elite celebrity athletes and entertainers are making their mental health-related difficulties public to help bring about more awareness of the importance of taking care of one's mental health, well-being, as much as or even more than just their physical health. They serve as great examples of the importance of caring for one's mental health because the odds that the athlete, singer, or actor who has been consistently at the very top of their physical fitness and game inexplicably crashing and burning during or just prior to their performance isn't due to some quirk of physical incompetence. Something much deeper in them was at work to bring that about. Although it's wonderful that the need to care for one's mental health is receiving a lot more public acknowledgement and support, there's an even deeper underlying level in one's consciousness and energy where so much of the stress-related challenges in their daily lives often begin. Just like problems in one's mental health state that comes with incorrectly managing their thinking process cascades downward to manifest as emotional and even physical conditions in that person's body, work, and relationships, mismanaging one's psychic space and energy affects their mental state and everything else. Remember, your psychic space is the space in your awareness and energy field that supports you as the highly aware, sensitive, and creative, immortal soul that you are. Even though each lifetime between your physical birth and death, you, the soul, incarnates in just one physical body and develops an identifiable outward personality, you do that repeatedly over the course of many incarnations here. Each body, name, and outward personality you express yourself through is unique, but you are the same soul that incarnates each time. A major part of your waking up process in each lifetime is for you to discover more and more that you are that inner psychic being incarnated in that particular body in that particular lifetime and are living the undivided eternal life continuously. One aspect of most meditation practices is to help you awaken to your true self as a spiritual being. As we mention often in our shows, your body is not creative on its own. Without you, the soul, animating it, your body could not even be alive. In fact, rather than the more popular belief that the soul leaves the body because the body dies, closer to the truth is the body dies because the time comes when the soul chooses to leave it completely. Creativity is always within spirit, not the body. The body is essentially the extraordinary communication device through which you, the soul, creatively express yourself in the world. You cannot really utter a word, smile, or cry, meditate, work, play, or walk without you being aware and making choices as the creative soul from your psychic energy space. Even maintaining your physical health 
requires you to make aware and wise choices as the incarnated soul in regards to the care of your physical vehicle and communication device. Now, more and more people are waking up to the fact that how we manage our feelings play a significant part in our physical health and well-being. Being unconscious or in denial of some unresolved guilt, anger, or blame, for example, can definitely give rise over time to physically challenging conditions, damaged relationships, or both. Yet the creative choices one makes that bring about such feelings or the decisions to resolve them or suppress them unattended have their origins in the psychic space and then translated into thinking and feeling and bodily actions and behavior. In pure awareness, there is never any stress. Also, awareness, as it is, is undivided. There are never any conflicts and therefore never any factors contributing to stress. It's only when the individual soul makes divisive choices that the first ripples of resistance and stress are produced. So if you wish to free yourself from stress, why not nip it right in the bud? You'll certainly have a lot less to clean up afterwards. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, you know, if you're one of those people that can't stop after eating one potato chip, wasn't that a commercial? You know, you can't just eat one potato. (laughs) Why bother eating the first one if you want to reduce your consumption of, you know, potato chips or junk food or whatever? (laughs) Well, since wisdom seems to agree with Lao Tzu, who is usually credited with writing that the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step to preempt addiction or forming bad habits or to heal them, heal from them once they're started, why not look at where it all began? What led you to make the decision to do the thing that turned out to become a destructive habit? It's not so much the doing of the thing, but what compelled you to make the decision to do it in the first place. If you'd like to Heal yourself from what got you in un- unwittingly, obviously. Uh, make that decision that precipitated the whole series of actions leading to your troubles. You have to look in the appropriate space in which it started. It always, it's that, that what would you call it, that first crossroads where you as a soul needs to make that choice that gets your creative ball rolling in the world. And the very fundamental choice that sets the direction for every other choice you make that follows that choice is the choice between validating and expressing the unconditionally loving, undivided wholeness of eternal life and invalidating and expressing the separate, fear-based, divide and conquer strategies of the ego mind. To put it more simply, the choice we always begin with is whether we follow the way of spirit or the desires and demands of the ego. That choice is always ours and ours alone. The former keeps us true to ourselves 
while the latter separates us away from that. Now, how often do you think in terms of either or, especially when you have to make an important decision in your life? Let's say, for example, that you're looking at what to do about your job situation that you haven't been happy with for a while. It's common for people to immediately jump to the either-or question of, do I stay put in this job I don't like because I, I need to pay the rent? Or do I ditch the job and scramble to find another better one? Well, that seems like a logical question to ask, right? But if you really look more deeply at the question, you'll notice that it divides you in half. Because every time you think in terms of either or, you set yourself up to go against yourself no matter which way you decide. Clever, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how the <laughs> ego is set up. Divide it and separate. And that's why it, the everything the ego mind wants to do is to divide and conquer, right? Keep it separate. It's called survival. But that starts up your inner stress at the psychic or soul level. Once the division is set up on that psychic level, then if you don't heal the rift between that little part of you that is driving under the influence of your either-or ego mind on that psychic level, then you begin to express your extensive creative power into further levels of division and construction to build up a reality for yourself that takes you further and further away from your true and undivided self. You go from true happiness to unhappiness and more suffering in search of satisfying your wanting and more happiness. Wait a minute, does that mean it's wrong to want anything or that you shouldn't want? No, not at all. It just means watch out, pay attention to your feelings and thoughts of wanting something and learn what it really means rather than assuming that wanting, you know, just because you feel you want something immediately means that you have to try to get what you want. Almost everyone misinterprets, misinterprets the signal they feel within themselves as wanting something, as having to fulfill that want by going after the thing they think they want. Even on a strictly physical body level, say, we might, you might already know that when your body is seemingly craving for, say, a sugary treat, it may be needing, instead, more protein. If you jump on the bandwagon of wanting sweets and satisfy it every time with a sugary snack, well, you know where you're headed, right? Yeah, there's enough information out there today to look at a more informed decision. <laughs> Will you thank yourself for making that choice to go follow the ego Later on down the line, when you're suffering from some kind of unpleasant physical condition as a result, probably not. 
on an even more important and essential level, when you're experiencing a desire of some sort, what is actually happening? You're becoming more aware of an important inner part of who you are, signaling to the outer part of your consciousness that's living in the physical world that you need to express that inner aspect of yourself in some way. What you might misinterpret wanting something as lacking that thing that is important to your happiness in some way, but it's actually the message from your inner soul self that you have that whatever it is you want already within you but you haven't been expressing it in your everyday physical life here in the world, and you need to. Whoa, that's a total 180 from lacking the very thing you feel like you're wanting, isn't it? And the more intense your wanting of something becomes, the more important it becomes for you to recognize that truth that you already have a lot to give of the very thing you think you're lacking in you. Now, you might wonder whether there's a difference between wanting something that you know is good for you and wanting something that might be destructive. For example, is there a difference between wanting to, say, help someone in trouble or wanting to kill someone or seek revenge because you hate them for what they did to you? Ah, yes, of course. There's a huge difference between those kinds of wanting, but once again, You have to go deeper to find out what the difference is. And I have to interrupt because our first break is coming right up. And this is the time that we let you know about things that we have to offer you. We wanted to take this moment to remind those of you ready to learn extraordinary psychic tools and life mastery practices to help you fulfill and live your soul purpose that we have a great comprehensive audio self-study course for you. You can try out our course with a free two-hour class on our online learning sanctuary for the soul at, at the following site, livethemiracle.com. If you'd like to start out with one of our 63 different You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think audio self-study classes that are open to everyone, you can pick and choose from any of those classes And there are nine different themed sets of classes available on a variety of applicable psychic topics just in that series. You might be more psychic than you think. We love that series. Of course, in time, we'll add many more classes, seminars, and intensives there at livethemiracle.com. In just a bit, we'll return with Stressed, How Much of It is Psychic Stress. We'll be right back. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational incredible information one of the best books i've ever read inspirational 
a must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer, the award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's nice to have you back. Hopefully you're letting go of some of your stress by listening to our program today around the question, stressed, how much of it is psychic stress? Let's see if we can help you offload some more of the psychic stress you hadn't known what to do with. Well, before the break, uh, I was getting into talking about um, if there's a difference between wanting something that you know is good for you and wanting something that might be destructive, even if you don't think that way at the time. And I had mentioned that, yeah, there's a, there's a very big difference between the two because uh, if you're uh, – depends on, you know, what kind of wanting – if you have to go deeper to find out what the difference in the kind of wanting, whether it's, you know, wanting something that's much more healing versus wanting something that, even if you don't know it at the time, turns out to be much more destructive. Ah. So it's, it's still part of investigating what your experience of wanting really means. Especially when the nature of your wanting is destructive against something, just know immediately that it's still based on either or and divisive thinking based on the ego and not of your true inner soul self. You have to persist in your process of discovery that you need to go further and find out where that wanting is really coming from because all wanting originates in unconditional love, but most often gets completely misinterpreted in the process until it could become the very opposite of the expression of love. All wanting is due to you becoming separated from that unconditional lovingness and givingness. The part that is separated experiences lack and the love turns that lack into want. That experience of lacking it turns into want. To correct that, you have to realize that wanting isn't about lacking, but it signals to you to discover 
what it is that you have already within you in spirit that's valuable. And you just need to express it in your life, in this world, in some way to fulfill it. Expressing it means communicating, to, to share that part of your inner self with others, with the world, with your life in general. For example, your desire to be loved or to experience love is actually you needing to express all the love that you already have within you to share in the world in some way. If you misinterpret that as you're lacking love within you and you need it from others, you'll experience even more pain, grief, and suffering if you try to go get some, right? Yeah. I mean, who hasn't tried? (laughs) Does it ever really work? Only temporarily. You know, sometimes you do find somebody that you fall in love with and they love you back and, and it's great until they don't. <laughs> but, you know, sooner or later, one of you is going to go on and die. And, and, uh, and then what? Right? So it's always temporary. But if you recognize that strong desire within you as the fact that you actually have so much love within you already, And that lacking feeling is only due to you not expressing that love thinking. You know, if you think you you don't have any love, uh, there's no love in my life kind of a thought, then obviously you're not going to be thinking in terms of, gee, let me share this love with others because I don't feel it and I don't have it. That's not true. Ah, That feeling that you don't have it is only because you haven't been expressing it for probably a long time. And you haven't been sharing it with others in some way. But that doesn't mean you don't have it within you. It's when you start to share it with others that you'll start to experience that love and you go, wow, there is so much love. Some of us share that love within us as say, healers and teachers, whereas others of us may share that love in the world as as artists and musicians or by cooking or by serving the needs of others in some way. Each of us share our love in the world every day in many different ways as well. One person can share their love as a parent to their children. Then at, at work, maybe that person's a nurse to their patients and uh, a friend to their friends. And then on an evening, they start singing at a party. Uh, All that could happen in one day. Uh, So sharing your love outwardly with others isn't confined to one way. However way you share that love outwardly, it's in the sharing of it that you experience your fulfillment of the longing for love. And that's true with anything you want, anything you you long for. That's ultimately the solution to your stress. Nipping your stress at the dividing point on a soul or psychic level. 
Your propensity to stress is directly proportional to how much a part of you had unwittingly gone against your whole undivided true spirit self. You can start your self's healing journey by paying attention to how often you think and make decisions based on either or rather than both and more. Indeed, indeed. I really like how Michael worded that. And um, I thought it would be great to talk about, okay, how do you deal with that psychic stress? Especially, uh, you know, I can say this to someone who's a beginner and, and give you beginning tools. And I can say this to someone who's been practicing various tools over a lifetime and just have it serve as a reminder to, oh, yeah, that stress in a way, stress is what ages us. Stress is what it causes or seems to cause illness. You know, that's one of the things I see over and over again in my readings is sometimes people's illnesses develop over a long period of time because of the same stress going on over and over and over again, and it's not attended to. And stress is energy. You know, everything is energy. And one of the beginning things for let's say someone who's just starting to learn about this and they're working a job that's pretty high-paced or, uh, you know, for lack of better words, stressful. You know, most jobs do have a a certain amount of stress and it can build up in a very sensitive person or even an insensitive person if it's done over a long period of time. One of the things I found very helpful is the tool that we teach called grounding. It's centering yourself in the center of your head, bring your awareness in, and to connect your first chakra in an imaginary cord all the way to the center of the earth. And let that cord be like a a trash chute. So as as your stress is building up, there's usually uh, the part of you that's resisting it and the energy that you're pushing against. And instead of pointing at the energy like your boss, you know, there's my boss over there. It's his There's boss. my stress. There's my stress over there. Um, just re- releasing that boss's energy because nobody can really, quote unquote, get in your space unless you allow them. And some people would say, well, why would I allow my boss in my space? Well, it could be a little on the unconscious part. But there's always a part of you in this giving permission, you know, if it's a person senior to you or whatnot. And so, you know, it doesn't mean you can't respect that boss and all those kind of things, but just recognizing where because you are in that position, let's say a a lower down person from the boss in in the uh, scheme of things, it doesn't mean you're a lower person. It doesn't mean you're any less important than that person but we tend to uh, do a thing what I call giving up our seniority to someone like that and then many people even have the formula in their head boss equals enemy I've had I've experienced this myself with some of my employees over time and it, it took me a while to search someone who would work with me as a person and not give seniority and have their own seniority yet be able to give me respect as a boss. So meanwhile, if you're resisting that boss, that boss is going to get in your space. 
because you're the one resisting them. There's an old saying, what you resist persists. And the same goes even of your own thoughts about things. If you're resisting uh, someone or something, some situation too much, the energy is going to be built up against that and it's going to eventually cause problems if, if you don't resolve it in some way or another. So grounding is a good start. And you use that grounding, you can just, what I used to do when I was first learning all this is I was still working a day job and, and working on my meditation and classes at night and everything I was learning. And I worked in a big fancy um, accounting firm in Palo Alto uh, with some of these giant companies now that are multi-billion companies. They were just beginning companies at the time, lots of stress. And I was just kind of a peon in that company. But there was a lot of stress on me uh, because I was working with something like nine bosses and so on and so forth. So what I would do is when I would feel that static build up in me where I just couldn't stand it, rather than getting mad about it and going, I quit, I would take a little bathroom break, close myself in the stall, sit on the toilet <laughs> and without even, you know, really going to the bathroom. And then I would ground myself and I would pull my energy field in and I would ground my energy field. And, you know, you can do that the same as grounding from the first chakra, just extending the edges of your energy field to the center of the earth and let all that energy that you are resisting or that I was resisting down my grounding cord into the center of the earth. And you're not hurting the center of the earth sending quote unquote negative energy her mother earth is the original recycling center. She takes that energy, neutralizes it and sends it back to whoever it belongs to. And we're all even Steven with that energy. Yeah, it's absolutely. I think Raphael brought up the probably single most important mm, contributor to stress on a psychic level is what we call resistance. And what's resistance? Well, resistance is essentially based on fear because whenever we're not afraid of something we don't resist it right we accept it like oh yeah that's the way it is when when that using the same example that Raphael used about a boss well boss is someone in authority over you right if you're the if you're the peon <laughs> and you have a boss then then the boss is the authority figure in in that company that business and so what are you afraid of oh you could be afraid of being fired if you don't do what the boss tells you to do and that part okay you're just afraid of being fired so you do what you need to do ah but that's not it that's not the only thing you're split you're divided there's that part of you that that's afraid of the boss is going to fire you, so you better do what the boss tells you to do, even though, ah, here's the split. You're not in agreement with that boss. You think, that's stupid. You know, why should I do that? That's beneath me. That's, you know, what's it? It's, it's like a, uh, I had a friend who, who worked in Wall Street and had a, uh, what do you call it, the master's of uh, – business uh, administration and was a financial uh, trained financial consultant analyst even and he got hired in the up up 
you know, the penthouses of, of Wall Street. <laughs> and he shows up in total enthusiasm to work the first day. And he had a couple of bosses. And the bosses, oh, uh, not even, would you please get me some coffee? I forgot to get it on my way up. No. It's like, uh, go get coffee black. Hurry up. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't even in the job description, right? So, so it's, it's like that where, okay, you're not necessarily in agreement with how you're being treated by the boss. Uh, you might not be in agreement with what the boss is telling you you have to do or else you're going to get fired. Ah, so, but you're afraid you can't stand up for yourself because that's your boss and you're the peon, on and on and on and on. So how many divided parts of you are there in just that one transaction? Ah, that's where the resistance comes in because of the fear factor where, okay, the fear has got a hold on you and you're going, okay. This isn't what I want to do, but I got to do it. You're split. There's the part of you that doesn't want to do it, and there's a part of you that says, I got to do it, or else. Either or. Remember the either or thing? Yeah. That's what you fall for. Then you're in stress. And we all have that because that's something that you might be very conscious of, but most of our psychic stress is unconscious. Well, we're at our second break now, and we wanted to let you know that you can see Michael in video talks and interviews on our redesigned and improved official YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash at Michael J. Tamura, and don't put a period after that J. So youtube.com slash at Michael J. Tamura. Or you can access it through our new link tree at living-the-miracle.carrd.co by clicking on the YouTube icon. Through the link tree, you can even get to Michael's book page on Amazon to purchase the wonderful You Are the Answer. That's the name of the book. When we return, we'll get back to stressed, how much of it, is psychic stress. Be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. 
If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. We're back and we're ready to continue with our topic today, stressed, how much of it is psychic stress? Even with all the media attention the topic of stress has gotten in recent years, very little is still even talked about in terms of the impact of psychic stress and what it has on everyone. So let's dig a little deeper into the subject. Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about was kind of taking it a little more back to the very beginning um, when you're starting to become aware that you have stress in the first place. Having the awareness that you have stress or that you're stuck is the really the first step. And it is the first step in dealing with any kind of energy at all. And another kind of beginner's level, and I have to bring myself back to this a lot of times myself, even after all these years of practice, because sometimes things are going on and it's like, what the heck is going on? And I find if I ask the following question, it's really, really helpful. That question is, is this energy mine? Now, you know, when, when you are in a divided world, Sometimes we experience the energy of someone else. And for a very sensitive person, you can experience it in a very overwhelming way. And in a way, that was the condition I was in when I first went to my psychic training back in the early 1980s. Is I was so overwhelmed with everything and gave my seniority gave my power up to everything and I just felt kind of flattened and I had no energy left. And so, in a way, it's like buying an, an old house that's got, you know, 10 different, you know, residences, energy and furniture and stuff left in it. You have to kind of clean out the mess first to find out the good, to find the good bones of that house. So, for the first few years, just learning to clear out everyone's energy out of my space. And I was fortunate. I had teachers who taught me how to not be upset about finding out who was in there. You know, I, I talked about that a little earlier. It doesn't really matter who's in there. You have to remember you're the one that let that in, even if it was unconsciously so, because nobody taught you. Um, a lot of people don't teach this, but I think at some point or another in our evolution, it's going to be uh, a general part of our, uh, what's going to be taught is respecting the energy space of someone else, but it's not right now in, in general. And so it's a new, in a way, a new teaching that yeah. our teacher brought in. It, it needs to be taught in preschool. It really does. And, you know, I, there's so much I can say about this, <laughs> but I was kind of a mess when I first started all this. And when I learned to meditate and clear 
go out of resistance to all the energy in my space and and uh, do something called running the earth and cosmic energy and clearing everything out I started to be clearer and clearer and I could even find my own intelligence because I was even convinced uh, first by some members of my own family and then by how people reacted to me that I was kind of stupid and when you start to clear everyone out of your head you start to be able to think more clearly and you also if you're amused by it it goes out faster by the way so even in after all these years because i'm a sensitive and i'm tuned in a lot to everything around me i'll still have this happen but it manifests a little differently and i'm able to handle it differently which is uh, for instance when i'm getting ready to do a reading on someone it could even be as uh, far back as a, the night before Sometimes I'll manifest system, uh, symptoms that that person is having, and I'll think it's mine. And I have to ask myself, is this mine? And if I get no, um, I might even create a, the image of a rose and ask for a percentage how much of this energy that I'm experiencing is not mine. And if I get anything more than 1%, <laughs> usually it's more like 60%. I can just go, oh, that's that person's energy, and probably I have matching uh, pictures, and that's why I'm able to manifest it so easily. Um, and then by the next day when I give that person the reading, it's really easy to work with them because I've already cleared out my own uh, matching areas where I have the same thing as that other person. And the other thing is giving that person a reading helps me to you know, whatever we see in someone else, we have in ourselves. So that's another thing is, you know, when you get really mad about someone or judgmental about someone else's whatever, you know, <laughs> their faults, um, why is it that you get so mad about it is you have some of that inside of you. So it can be a very deep practice when you start to be able to clear out the psychic energy of others, but also find out where you have those same stresses. Yeah, and, you know, everything that Raphael is just saying is really crucial to, to dealing with the psychic stress, and, and, and especially when she talked about how sensitive she was to energy. Well, that's, that's the psychic part in each of us that's completely sensitive. That's the part of you that... You know, some of you have been probably called by others, laughed at by others, saying, oh, you're so overly sensitive. Well, I've been told that. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's a bad thing. But no, your sensitivity is where the power is. That's why you get affected so much until you learn how to have your own space to be and, and be grounded, like Raphael mentioned and everything. You don't know how to deal with that power which is we experience it as ultra sensitive and that is centered in your psychic space that's the centered in you as the soul not the body so that very very sensitive part you know where you, some of you experience that as getting your feelings hurt easily uh, what's that called the uh, wearing your Hard on your sleeves. Hard on your sleeves. Yeah. Sleeve. Oh. Singular. Oh. <laughs> Why do you have two hearts? <laughs> and, and so 
So if you are like that, oh, what what does that even mean? Wearing your heart on your sleeve is on the outside instead of you know on a physical anatomy level. The heart we all know is inside the body, kind of tucked away, protection. But in terms of you as the psychic self, the soul, ah, that's the part that's aware of everything on this psychic level, even if it's not happening physically and it's not so obvious on the physical level or intellectual level or anything like that. Ah, the psychic level is so much more powerful and sensitive because it's closer to your center, closer to the source of who you are. And so then you're using that psychic sensitivity, which you can call it awareness, right? That's all it is. It's being extra aware. Huh. So how do you deal with not getting stressed out and in conflict with yourself, with your psychic self, on that level, on that high, sensitive, powerful, creative level, is the first step to it. For me, is besides the grounding, that's that handles more on the heavier levels of energy, but on the on the ultra sensitive part. Oh, what's that resistance? You take it seriously once again because it's it's. You're afraid, you know, like, I'm not going to make it. And so you kind of contract and, and you, you get serious about it. Seriousness is a very low energy. Doesn't mean the, the what's happening isn't important. There's a big difference between serious energy, taking something seriously, and knowing that something is important. Uh, you have to deal with it. Yeah. So those two things are different. Seriousness energy is way too heavy to lighten up, you know, your yourself to be able to handle it on the psychic level. So that's where the laughter comes in, a little humor, a little amusement. Yeah. If you can get okay, you could be feeling enormous fear. I mean, I go there regularly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, but oh am I able to lighten up about it oh yeah that's just fear energy it's just energy like everything else and and if you experience fear of any kind you don't have to get afraid of it <laughs> you don't have to become the fear you could just experience it and go oh yeah that's just fear energy it's like it's a little warm today or it's a little cold today. <laughs> you know, we have our preferences. But but we don't have to become the slave to our preferences or slave to the condition that we'd rather not have. Yeah, who wants to be in fear? No one. But we often experience that, especially in this modern day and age where there's a whole lot presented to every one of us to be afraid of, you know, if it's not one virus, it's, it's another one. And if it's not that it's a terrorist, whatever it is. Ah, so yeah, we'll experience fear, but we don't have to become it. We can go, Oh yeah, that's just fear. Let's have some fun. Enjoy it. And, and not resist the fear. Let it be. And you'll find 
once you're able to be a little bit amused, it's easy to let that energy be. And especially like what Raphael is saying about somebody else's energy. It's not maybe even your fear. Oh, how about that? Just let it be. And then if you could just let it be, you're not fighting it anymore. You could be in the very center of your head and be grounded. Be what we call a body of glass, just letting everything just be all around you. These are just changing, ever-changing conditions of the world. And when you could just detach from that in your awareness, just let it be and be kind of amused about it. Oh, yeah, this is a show. This is a video game. This is a fun thing. Just might as well have fun with it. Then the miracle happens. Then you go, whoa, I'm not stressed out. I'm not divided in, within my own self just because my boss tends to be, you know, very antagonistic. No, the boss could be divided. You're letting that be and say, okay, that's your thing. I don't have to solve your problem. <laughs> I just have to do my job. And you'll find, oh, yeah, the stress goes away. Ah, that's called healing. You're restoring yourself to yourself. There's so much more to say about this. Um, but the one last thing I wanted to add was an energy we call havingness. Your ability to have who you are. And it's a, as a baby spiritual psychic tool, you can just imagine a gauge. Where's your havingness? Ground that gauge, take out everybody else's non-havingness, move that up to 100% and give it to yourself. That's a fun way to play with this too. And um, when you have to do unpleasant tasks, sometimes you will find that they get done quickly and or your creativity goes up. Well, we've come to the end of our show for today. We are so delighted that you joined us for this episode, and we're grateful that so many of you find inspiration and new understanding about how you can live more of the miracle of your soul life every day. Be sure to join us next Wednesday as we continue to explore various topics under the overall theme for our show this season, celebrating your life joyfully through its ups and downs with our new episode, Want to Be Happier?, Use your intuition. And remember, you can access any and all of our online Sanctuary for the Soul sites, including our self-study courses, radio show, Patreon site, YouTube channel, and social media sites with just a click on our link tree at living-the-miracle.carrd.co. Until then, be inspired Use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.